0: You're listening to The Growth Sequence, a new age podcast for women to gain confidence, improve relationships, and find peace of mind through understanding their thoughts and emotions. Jillian Perrick is a master's graduate, life coach, and lady boss of her coaching and consulting company, Northern Resolutions. Time for some rosé and realization, ladies. Here's Jillian. Welcome back to The Growth Sequence with me, Jillian. So I hope everybody's having a really great week. I am so excited to have released my podcast. Um, It was a very long month of putting episodes together, kind of making them related to each other. And I really hope that you enjoyed the first 10. Um, They definitely hopefully will get better as time goes on. And I hope that I am able to answer questions and um, think of really good topics that you will want to listen to. And I have a really exciting announcement at the end of this podcast. So I don't know if you follow me on social media, but if you do, that's great. You probably already know. But if you don't, Northern Resolutions Coaching. Make sure you follow me. I post a lot of fun stuff on there. A lot of shades of pink. So I hope you like pink because I do. So today is actually going to be about productivity. So I know that I said that I was being pretty productive today, and that's because I have a regimented way of when I have tasks to do. I'm very vocal about the physicality of writing down tasks, about staying to my task list, and this helps me be organized. My friends love to call me anal retentive, but I just like to say that I'm organized, and honestly, um it is very rare that I forget something and if I did it's most likely because I didn't write it down so it's just how I stay organized it's really hard to stay productive though when life gets in the way and when I say um, life gets in the way it's because we have professional and personal goals that we all want to accomplish but kids and family obligations and work and all those things can get in the way of us actually being productive and Not even just our personal and professional goals, but stuff like going grocery shopping and getting stuff like that done, stuff around the house. I'm sure you can probably relate to the fact that there's a ton of things that you have to do around the house that you never seem to get done because life gets in the way. Inspirational Instagram accounts and lots of life coaches like to talk about life like it should be one big fairy tale. That every day is a gift, we should do something new every day, blessings and gratitude and blah blah blah. But really, who has time for that shit when we're trying to be productive. Especially when life is so busy and we have goals that we want to achieve and things that we have to do like family, work, kids, your social life. By the way, who are these people that can handle all of their life's responsibilities and then have the time or energy to be social on the weekend? Who is this person? I hate them but really I'm just jealous because I have the social energy of a small troll. Anyways, what I'm getting at is that life gets busy and our productivity can be affected big time. And while this may not be a big deal when it's something small that needs to be done, what will happen is you'll tack stuff on your mental to-do list and then you will be constantly scrambling around whenever you get some free time trying to accomplish what you need to be doing or what your mind is telling you that you need to accomplish. Scattered is not a good look for anyone. This will also induce stress and leave you feeling like no matter how much you get done, there's still so much left for you to do. I'm talking about meaning to clean out your summer clothes before spring is over, or changing the eight light bulbs in your house that you've burnt out, or making an Excel spreadsheet for your business with your expenses so you're organized for next year. I mean, obviously that's very hypothetical. I'm totally organized. Tackling daily life in addition to accomplishing your goals can be overwhelming. It's easy to place blame on innate factors such as I'm not an organized person, I'm always late anyways, I just can't seem to get my shit together, but productivity is precipitated by routine and efficiency. So I have five habits that I use to boost my productivity and it's a way that I stay organized and get all my tasks done while also enjoying my life at the same time. And also at the same time working towards my personal and professional goals. So the first is setting intentions for your day. So are you on your phone at the end of the night? why not take the time to write down your tasks or plans for the next day? If you're more of a morning person, you can opt to do this when you wake up. But setting your intentions for the following or current day helps to keep you accountable and on track. Sometimes when we're busy, we forget important things to be done and finally recount them laying in bed after a long day. Sometimes when we have an entire day off, we walk around aimlessly thinking about all the things we have to do but either can't recall or can't find the energy to do. So studies have shown that when we add physicality to our goals or tasks, like writing them down and being able to visualize them, we are more likely to achieve them. I think it's something like 75% more or 60% more likely to achieve it. This process can be very simple. For example, our household here has a wipey board in the kitchen and we'll write down pressing matters that need to be dealt with the next day or the current day, like empty the dishwasher, remember to feed the pets so they don't starve, etc. I then keep a personal to-do list that I update each night before going to bed and that keeps me on track with my personal goals. It's also a way for me to track the stuff that I have to do. So I might look at my list and I might say that I have to call a place to ask about picking up a bag or I have to go to the gym tomorrow. So even just doing something as simple as writing down these things will help you visualize them the next day when you wake up. So you kind of have a plan of what you're going to do. Which leads me to the next point of setting intentions also helps decrease decision fatigue. So we're making decisions all day long about what to eat, what to watch, what to say to your creepy colleague Ned at the water cooler. And making decisions requires cognitive function due to the weighing of one decision over another. If you hear a lot of jingling, it's my cat. He apparently would like attention at this very moment. So decision fatigue is related to choice overload, which is basically like when you're on Netflix trying to pick a movie and you end up watching an episode of The Office for the millionth time because there's just too many options also known as decision paralysis no matter how many ways you can define it they all mean the same thing our brains are being used constantly and decreasing our decision making each day will mean you can seamlessly go from one task to the next without any of the guesswork having a list of things you're doing in your day will mean that you are conserving your energy your brain power and your time to actually complete that task rather than aimlessly wandering around knowing that there's stuff to do but never knowing where to start. Number two is make your task items actionable and achievable. The way you write your task list is just as important as writing it. Instead of writing laundry, write do laundry or you can write, do three loads of laundry. If you get specific with your items as well, you will know exactly what you need to do, which you also will be able to plan out your time accordingly. This small change turns your task into a verb, which requires action, triggering your subconscious into completing this task. Secondly, make your task list achievable. Is it possible to do eight loads of laundry in a day? Probably, but it will leave little room for anything else, and honestly, that sounds terrible. A little bit of progress is still progress, and therefore, do two loads of laundry will mean a checkmark on your to do list and being one step closer to that you time that everyone so desperately craves. Number three is make note of your most productive hours and act accordingly. I believe that this is called productivity peak time or something like that, but studies show that most people are productive at the beginning of their day, but this does not consider the people who work night shift or the people that have little to no time in the beginning of the day to get their task list done or the people like me that literally can't function until 12 p.m. The most efficient way to complete difficult tasks is to recognize when you're at your most productive and then plan accordingly. Even though I would love to be a morning person, and by love I mean loathe, I'm not, and therefore I am most productive in the early afternoon. And on my days off, I plan my most trying tasks around that time. Number four is giving your tasks 100% of your focus because multitasking is fake news. So I was reading Mark Manson's The Subtle Art of Not Giving an F, and one of the things he says is that multitasking isn't real. You're half-assing your focus on two different things. Really, you can only give one task 100% of the time, if a task requires 100% of your attention. If you're doing homework and watching TV, you're switching your focus back and forth to either task requiring your attention. This can create mental exhaustion by directing and redirecting your focus on too many things at once, as it takes your brain time to readjust and refocus on each task. This can also mean that we can get exhausted just by reading our Instagram feed or our Facebook feed because you're experiencing information overload. You may be physically sitting down and scrolling with your thumb, but that doesn't mean that your brain's not working. Multitasking may seem efficient, but in reality, it looks like trying to carry all the groceries in at once and dropping shit all over the floor when you just should have made two trips. It is much more efficient to focus your time and energy on completing something with your full attention and giving it 100% rather than trying to do everything halfway. It might take you double the time to do two things at once, or it could take you half the time to do one thing at a time. For example, if you're a student and have a section of a paper to complete, instead of telling yourself you have all day to work on it when you have a day off, designate a specific time frame for uninterrupted work to be done. Laundry and the dishes can be done after as you have specifically designated this time for your paper. And finally, number five is leaving a 30 to 45 minute window each day for self-care. So if you don't have children or you have a normal amount of free time, you might think that this one is silly because you have tons of free time. You watch TV, you sit on your phone and peruse social media, but are you really spending that time to feel good about yourself and contribute to your mental well-being? Try designating 5 to 30 minutes a day, or as much as life allows, for something that makes you feel content and contributes to your mental stability. For example, taking a bath, reading a book, meditation, listening to music, By designating this time solely for your enjoyment, you give yourself something to look forward to and a part of your day that is meant for you and your mental health. And slowing down is very important. You can even do this at the end of the day, half an hour before you go to bed. A recent client of mine said that she took 30 minutes out of her day at the end of the night before going to sleep and she reported better sleep and more productivity during the day. So these five things are simple steps that will contribute to your overall well-being on a day-to-day basis and increase your productivity. Let me package them up for you and show you what they look like when they are implemented into a normal routine. Setting intentions. So at night before bed, I look at my today task list on my phone and check my calendar to see if I've missed anything. Depending on the day and if I have to work, I may have more or less to do. Actionable and achievable tasks. My tasks look something like this. Make nail appointment, take out money for Mother's Day gift, buy toothpaste, bring down the patriarchy. Productive hours. I am more productive in the early afternoon, so I'll definitely have the energy to bring down the patriarchy by then. Avoidance of multitasking by giving tasks 100% of my time. If I have to meal prep for the week, I only focus on doing that. I finish my cooking before I sit down and check my emails or edit a video. Self-care. At the end of the day, I might take a bath and listen to an episode of a podcast, or I'll sit down and watch an hour of my show while leaving my phone in the other room. And there you have it. These tricks take up little to no time in your day and help improve your productivity. These are ways in which you can become more efficient while also not leaving you susceptible to burnout. We want you to be able to maximize your time while still completing your tasks and still working towards your personal and professional goals. Like we talked about earlier when we were discussing setting intentions for the next day, decision fatigue is a real thing. If you're one of those people that has to make a bunch of decisions at work, why not cut down on your decisions that you have to make at home? Instead of stopping at the grocery store and picking out what you're going to eat for dinner that night, why not map out a couple of nights of what you're going to eat so you don't have to make that decision? decision on that day. Doing something like this, which I call decision deficit, will help reduce your decision making, which will help increase your cognitive function. It's all about the brain people, and it's all about helping managing your mind and staying organized in your mind, which will help you feel organized in your life. A lot of people can get through life unorganized and scattered, but I almost always see that result in frustrated emotions, heightened reactivity to emotional situations, and basically they just end up burning out. So we want to avoid burnout as much as possible. And that leads me to the fun little excitement that I have for you guys. And this is for my women that are working nine to fives or even shift work, but it's more so um, outlined for the nine to fivers out there. I have friends that work the nine to five and I know that they routinely talk about feeling exhausted, um, emotionally exhausted and physically exhausted. Their productivity isn't always at its heightened state because they are constantly at work. They feel like they're constantly at work. They don't have a lot of downtime. And when they do, it's on the weekends and there's always stuff going on especially in the summer when you don't want to miss out on anything fun it can be difficult to be working towards your personal and professional goals as well as your everyday household tasks and stuff that you need to get done when the only time that you really have is in the evenings or on the weekends which you want to be using for fun stuff right So what I have for you guys is a free downloadable ebook, which is gonna be called Hustle and Bloom. And this is a five-day survival guide to keep you mindful, focused, and confident during the work week. So you can use this guide when you need to hit refresh on your mindset, realign your goals, and get motivation for your nine to five so you can enjoy the weekend stress-free and ready to take on the upcoming week with a relaxed and positive outlook. So this will be available on Sunday, August 19th in which I will then be releasing many podcast episodes for each day of the week because the ebook encompasses Monday to Friday. And the reason why I did this is because I thought that it was pretty relatable considering a lot of people work Monday to Friday, but a lot of people just work full time and this is a way to implement Some good practices into your everyday routine because, like we talked about in this podcast, um, productivity needs to be implemented into a regular routine. We all don't live lavish lives like Kim Kardashian. A lot of us have to go to work, a lot of us have families to look after. So, um, this ebook is great for implementing into your daily routine for Monday to Friday. And even if you don't work Monday to Friday, I, for one, work shift work, so I'm going to be following along starting on Monday anyways, even though I'm going to be halfway through my rotation at that point. So, this will be available on my website. I will release the link um, through my Instagram on Sunday, and all you have to do is put in your email, and it'll get emailed to you directly. And I'm pretty excited about it. I really hope you are too. And it's just a really great free resource for you to recenter and refocus yourself and use that cognitive function for something important. And that's about it for today. Um, I hope everybody's able to use those productivity habits. Try to implement them into your daily routine. Try one or all of them. The one that I would definitely recommend starting with, though, is the setting intentions. Because having a plan for the next day, remember, decreases decision fatigue um, and reduces that decision paralysis where you just seamlessly go from one task to the next. Have a great week, everybody. Thanks for listening to The Growth Sequence with me, Jillian Perrick. In this week's podcast description, you can access my social media links as well as my website and contact information. Send me an email and reference The Growth Sequence podcast in which you can receive a free discovery call if you're interested in one-on-one coaching. Make sure to subscribe here on Apple Podcasts or my SoundCloud page and don't forget to rate and review. Thank you and keep coming back for more insightful episodes about life, love, and work.